Let's talk about race, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. <laughs> this is the Simply Love Jesus podcast, where we explore life and faith through the lens of one question, which is what does it mean to simply love Jesus? My name is Caleb, and we are in a series called Let's Talk About Race. And the reason we're having this conversation is because of a lot of events that have happened recently, some oppression against the black community. And so because of that, I wanted to invite some of my personal friends who are in the black community into this podcast for us to have a conversation about these issues and what the Bible has to say about that, but also just what it means for us as people to embrace each other and to celebrate diversity. So last episode, we started the conversation with my friend Datreon, and this episode, we're continuing that conversation. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at SLJ Ministries. You can find us on Facebook at SLJ Ministries as well. And we would just be so honored if you would follow us, comment on some of our photos, let us know what you've been thinking of this of the conversation so far, and maybe give our show a review if it's been encouraging to you. And hopefully you may be able, be able to even share this episode with someone else. So hope you enjoy the rest of my conversation with my friend Datreon. And yeah, let us know how we can pray for you. I remember I was living in Chicago for two years when I went to Moody. And I remember the first time that I truly began to understand what like white privilege is. And because before then, you know, being raised in Georgia, you just have the same same thing. It was like it was like I was like, I'm not privileged. I was raised to like <laughs> I was raised to like work yeah. hard and all that stuff. And it, I, it, I never really understood what it meant until I was living in Chicago. And every week I would preach for over a thousand homeless men at this um, little home, this homeless center. And um, during that time, I spent a lot of time in that that community um, with their families and I remember the day where everything switched for me there was this guy and he invited me to his grandma's barbecue and I was like let's go to a barbecue man let's do it and so I went out there and he had all of his cousins and his parents or his grandma and his friends and it was all outside in the street and there was just like a big barbecue and I was probably the only white guy there, but it was so much fun (laughs) and there was so much energy and laughter and that in that moment was when I realized that I'm missing out on something Mm -hmm. if I don't get this, if I don't understand. And that's where I developed this statement that I say a lot, which is people are attracted to what they're missing out on. Mm-hmm. Being in the mix of those people and, and just just living and just doing life with them and just enjoying a barbecue and hanging out. And it was in the midst of that that I realized what I, I was missing out on something if I didn't understand what they're enjoying, what they're celebrating, and understand their way of life and realize, man, I'm missing out on something. Like there's not yeah. one right culture there is so many different cultures Mm -hmm. and it's so good to celebrate them and i i just remember just how amazing it was and how much fun it was and that was the first time my eyes were opened in that moment and so that being said like man what are just like some of your i want to i want to hear your answer to this question what are some of your favorite memories as a kid like some of your 
your favorite memories as a kid? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think so. My family, we have I have a huge family, like aunts and uncles, and huge, huge family. So every year we do a family reunion at this one kind of smallest little building um, close to my, where my grandma lived, and there would be like 60, 70 of us there. It would be just packed. It would be, and it won't be just like a one day thing. It'll be like a whole like Thursday through Sunday thing, and we'll have church on Sunday. And it was amazing. And some of my favorite memories were moments like that when we just, my whole family just hanging out, doing nothing, just being goofy. Uh, you know, yeah. just, you know, it's, it, I, those are some of my favorite memories. So you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You've been listening to it basically since day mm-hmm. one. When I first when I heard from your podcast too, one thing simply love Jesus is just to love people. You know, just to love the people around you. And for that to happen, you have to understand their perspective like don't don't one thing i've taught uh that we talked about this past wednesday at a um i had to, I had to I kind of do like we kind of do like the same thing at another youth group uh kind of like a racial talk and things like that is that listening to understand instead of listening to talk over and you know something that you can do with when loving by other people is listening to understand the perspective and not just like trying to talk over people um but loving people is to me like loving jesus that's why you show you love Jesus by showing that same love to other people. You know, showing the same love to people, yeah. especially people that you don't agree with, people who vote differently than you, people who look differently than yeah. you, people who act differently than you, people who think differently than you. You know, people who grew up on mm. different cultures, or you know, you know, people who like pineapple on the pizza. Like it doesn't matter. Like all people yeah. in general, <laughs> like loving people, I think is one of the, one of the top ways how you can show your love to Jesus is that loving his loving mm. his children. Yeah, absolutely. And so how how do you feel like um, you kind of go into you kind of went into this next question a little bit. But how how do you feel like um, the idea of simply loving Jesus kind of provides it's in itself an answer to to racism? Mm-hmm. I think it. Yeah. Like I said, like, I think if you look here, 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 here it is. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If you go, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like try to be a knife. I'm just going to say it. If you, no, if, go you for if you're it. a Jesus lover, if you love Jesus and you're a Christian and you hate someone because of the color of the skin, you don't really love Jesus. Like you don't, you you can't you can't sit here and say I'm a Christ follower. I love Jesus. I love him. I follow everything. I follow commands. And then look at someone else of a different color and judge them by the color of the skin. That that's not how Christianity works. That's not how Jesus or anything like that works. And yeah. um and that go but but sorry. yeah but why not why not why can't you love Jesus and hate someone else because it, the color of their skin the, it literally says like in first God Jesus said one of the first commandment love the God with all your heart soul mind and strength and second love others as yourself literally yeah. two rules we had two rules yeah. <laughs> love God all and yep. then love others as ourselves and yeah and like and and also it you it kind of it changed your perspective you thinking like this. You, instead of seeing someone as some as a black man or a white man, see him as a child of God. You know, we're all mm. like if you if you love God, then how are you put to hate his children, kind of thing. You know, if you yeah. love God, then how are you put yeah. to hate the people who he sent his son to die for, kind of thing. You know, mm. if Jesus yeah. if Jesus came down to die for them, couldn't we at least 
not judge him by the color of the skin? Could we at least not mm. uh, just be prejudiced against them because of how they act or how they look, even though it's different to you or how they vote or things like that? You know, just just these, yeah. these kind of questions, these kind of things need to be constantly going and talking about. Yeah. Well, even going back to when Jesus quotes the greatest commandment and he says the greatest commandment is to love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, which is Deuteronomy 6.5. And love your neighbor as yourself, which is Leviticus mm-hmm. nineteen eighteen. And he first and foremost, one of the th- distinctions I always want to make for people is help them understand that Jesus did not say there's two greatest commandments. Mm-hmm. He says there's one greatest yeah. commandment, and that is to love God with their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the other, the greatest commandment is mm-hmm. to love your neighbor as yourself. He puts them. It's kind of like this, almost this this um dualism like the you know the trinity it's almost like this trinity thing it's like three three persons one god and in the same way there's two commandments one Mm -hmm. greatest command it's this there they are they the two commands form one greatest commandment but what i find always so fascinating is the moment that he answers love your neighbor as yourself someone asks him and who is my neighbor and he immediately (laughs) follows up with the 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 story of the good Mm -hmm. samaritan the parable of the good samaritan which was a racially charged illustration because because there was 800 years of racism between Jews and Samaritans. Jews saw Samaritans as like these half-breeds, mm-hmm. who these people who chose not to return to Jerusalem and instead stayed up and, and intermarried with different people. And so because of that, they saw them as like half-breeds. And so they always casted against them, and they always outcasted them. They're a Samaritan. And so when Jesus told that story, that who's my neighbor? It's, it's, it's this person that you hate the mm-hmm. most. It's the... I, I would it with this way is like Jesus would have loved the person that you tweet angrily about. Ooh. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's the idea. <laughs> it's the it's the idea that like man immediately fought and it's just so important that we recognize that Jesus was always about the those who were outcasted, those who were oppressed, and he lifted them up. Yeah. And so what's that's why when it comes to you can't you cannot hate your neighbor. You cannot hate your neighbor if you sincerely love Jesus, because the closer I am to God, the greater my love for people will be. And so when I truly love Jesus, when I am so overwhelmed by his goodness and how much he loves me, then I will seek to know who he is as a person. And by knowing who he is as a person, diving into the word of God, learning about who he is, what he loves, why he loves what he loves. And through that, I will learn that he loves people, that he created people uniquely and diversely. Uh, you even talk about how in scripture, when it says in the new heavens and the new earth, it will be the reality is that there will be people of all tribes and nations and tongues that people will be gathered together and worshiping God of all tribes, of all tongues. It's not there will be it's not there's no more tribes or no more mm-hmm. nations and no more tongues it's the people of all tribes and all nations yes. and all tongues it's all cultures all races all gender all of them are together to worship and celebrate god and yeah. that and the beauty of that is where god created this colorful world this world of diversity and 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 filled with harmony and beauty and and all of it you when you realize all that it stirs you up to see how different the world is and how beautiful it is. It's like a garden. Um, yeah. That's what I love about the idea of diversity and different ethnicities and cultures is the idea. It's like a garden, you know, mm-hmm. there's different colors there. There's, there's, there's strawberry plants and there's 
daffodils and there's like there's <laughs> roses and sunflowers and there, yeah. it's like a garden there's vegetables there's cucumbers and mm. then there's like all these there are all these different things and that's like people we're like we're like a garden and hence it's like we're the garden of eden and we're we're supposed to be in that place where heaven and earth meet together which is why when we have a place that um where we find joy when there's harmony among diversity because that is where God's kingdom also lives. It's in that where heaven and earth come together is the Garden of Eden. It's heaven and earth comes together. That's where the new heaven and the new earth, that's what the kingdom of God is. Yeah. And the garden is, it, that's what it reminds me of, of people, ethnicities. It's, it's we're like a garden. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good stuff. Mm. Man, you're a good um, preacher. You're a good preacher. <laughs> been, been doing it for a, for a little bit. For a little bit. For a little <laughs> yeah, bit. For a, for some, a little some. bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, that being said, man, what is what is one thing you just you want people to know? Like when when you think of everything that's going on, and um, even just different listeners or just a message you just got to get out there. Like, what during this time is one thing you want people to know? One thing I want people to know. This is kind of something that I've been I've been saying pretty much all week. Is just listen to people. It just give people. Like understanding people's perspective. Too, I, one thing I've noticed a lot, especially on social media, is that people will not listen to other people. They would just kind of talk. Everybody's talking over each other, but nobody's listening. You know, nobody's understanding each other. And so, I my biggest, I think one of the things that I uh, was, I even try to in my own life. I can be bad at as well. It's like listening. Like I said earlier, to understand, not to just talk over people. Like actually listening to people and understanding. I think that's one of the best ways. One of the ways that we can love other people is just by listening to them. You know, listening to their struggle, listening to their perspective, listening to how they see things. And they don't always mean agree with them, but you can still listen to where they're coming from, still listening to what they're saying and have those open, honest discussions. Um, so, like on Wednesday, we're not having youth yet, but I went to a, one of my buddies' church this past Wednesday and we had like a um, kind of like an open question discussion night kind of thing with him. And it was so amazing how open his students were about answering questions, about asking questions about things that are going on now and just having those open and honest discussions. And honestly, those discussions are tough to have. You know, they're awkward. Uh, it's it's awkward, it's like uncomfortable, but it's those discussions that we need to have to make things better. You know, we to get to be the change and see the change that we want, we have to talk about it and we have to discuss it. Or we're just gonna mm. keep going through the same thing over and over and over. Each generation gonna be doing the same thing over the last one until we actually talk about these issues. So, yeah. When you think of a perfect world, you think of a world with no racism, no prejudice, where there true equality among um, people that you know we've been fighting for for a long time. But in your head, what does that look like? I think how does how does that look different? Oh, I was gonna say how does that look different than what we got when we have the day? I see. Um, honestly, what I see is like multi. Every church is multicultural. Every church has mm. 
black people, white people, Asians, Hispanics, all all colors, all races, all different languages. And dude, I that I went to uh, when was it? A couple of years ago, I went to one of my friend's church, and dude, that was one of the most. It was a smaller church, but one of the multicultural churches I've ever seen. There were people, mm. there were people singing in Spanish, some people singing in English, like it, were, every race. It was amazing, dude. And I thought, this is how heaven gonna be like. This is how a singing to God is gonna be like with every every tongue, every nation. Yeah, and it was amazing. And I think that's one thing that I think will that I, when I see a perfect world is to so many multicultural churches. So many different cultures yeah. and church and just not just it won't be like oh this is the black church you know the black people go to that church yeah and this is the white church you know white people go to just the Hispanic church down the street like it's like yeah. oh this is this church and this is this church and this is that church but it's not like the white church mm. the black church and uh, yeah. that's actually one thing that was interesting because I my, my church is predominantly white and so um, a lot of times when I uh, told family I'm going to be a pastor they I mean automatically assume I'm going to be at a black church which makes sense you know I, I get the thought yeah. process um so it took it took someone by shock uh some people by shock that was at a predominantly white church but that's my view of just a perfect world it just dude just worship in every language I, I love languages so worship in every language worshiping with different mm. cultures with different atmospheres you know with, yeah with a, dude i don't know if you ever seen a choir but with just like a mm. full-blown choir like my favorite Woo! thing ever mm. hallelujah <laughs> dude if i go to a church service and they have a choir i know i'm crying it's over like there's nothing mm. that, i'm i'm done you can cut this out if you want to i'm <laughs> i um i remember one time um, multiple times uh, at my mom's church it was a prominent black church there was one lady old lady she had that tambourine dude oh yeah and that was her tambourine. <laughs> nobody touched it. Yeah. Nobody picked it up. And when she picked it up, everybody was like, oh, it's going down. And she she was just like, she was hitting that thing, dude. She was killing it. And I was just, I was just, I was looking, I was like, okay. Yeah, well, praise the mm-hmm. Lord then. I like it oh, was yeah. oh, dude. Man, it was it was a it was a spiritual moment. It was a spiritual moment. That's that's <laughs> it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um so how do you feel like churches can get there? Because it's like the dream is like you don't have a white church or a church where mainly white people go to or mainly black people go to, but it's just a church, another church, and another, and they're more diverse. What are some ways that you feel like – What are, are they, oh, let's put it this way. What are – what is it that like white for – lack, for lack of better words, this is going to sound bad. What are things that white churches aren't doing right when it comes to like that attracts – people of the black community just want to attend there is it just the assumption that like they're not going to accept me or is it more just like they just don't have what i'm looking for that that i, I enjoy i don't know, you know i think for me one thing that i honestly noticed is that it's not necessarily that they don't have what i need it's just that i don't feel comfortable and not just because of honestly just for me just being honest not really anything because of what they've done. It's just that I'm the only black guy there, yeah. you know? And I yeah. think that's the big barrier. And the same thing with, you know, white people going to black churches. They might be the only white person there. And they might not, they feel like they don't fit in. And I think that's one of the biggest obstacles is just that uncomfortableness of, like, going to a church and seeing no one that looks like you or no one that kind of has the same yeah. experience as you kind of thing. And it's not necessarily, like, the church's fault. You know, really, it's mm-hmm. not the person going in for it. It's just something that we just, we always, we always want to go to something that we're familiar with. You know, I want to hang out with 
hang out with people that we know that are like us. And so that kind of like going out of our comfort zone. And so it's tough. But I think that for that to ha- yeah. for have that multicultural church, we have to move out of our comfort zone. You know, we have to, you know, go into a church that like you may feel uncomfortable, but like maybe some of the nicest people you ever met. But just feel uncomfortable yeah. because there are not any black people there, you know. And um, yeah. Yeah. What are some what are some places in scripture that have been particularly encouraging to you during this time? Hmm, places in scripture. Man, if you would never if you never asked me that I could have told you on the spot and I just went completely blank. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well I just think of I just think, you know, it's just so good to just make sure that because I believe scripture yeah. is riddled with examples of celebration. I think and um in places of di- and you just in- including ethnicities mm. and all these different things but you know just i think it's important to know what scriptures are we clinging to which ones are comforting us during this time yeah you know i think for me this the story that always comes to mind um especially with not just what's going on now but like just the whole frankly 2020 in general um 2020 yeah. wild um yeah so just, yeah, we got you know nothing too serious. We just got started the year with the pandemic, and then we got murder hornets, and then riots. Oh, and now by the way, apparently there's a volcano that's due overdue to erupt that could kill two billion people. That's just like throwing and also, it all don't on there. The asteroid heaven to Earth this weekend. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking. That's not even a joke. Look it up. Um, it's not supposed to hit us, but it's supposed to get pretty close. There's supposed to be an asteroid this Saturday coming straight past the Earth. Oh, I'm like, man. I'm like, God. What did we do? Like what? What did we do? We're sorry. Right. We're sorry. Space Force got to get all over that one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I saw a meme the other day, and it was like, oh, the, when one of the two astronauts left, uh, went to the space station. It's like, oh man, they left at the perfect time. I kind of wish I were them. <laughs> like, it's like kind of. So, but um, I think the the story that kind of helps me through all this has been kind of a lot of just chaos and in my mind I've been kind of all like worry and stress and like just heartbreak for everything is that the book the uh story of Jesus in the boat you know you know Jesus was mm. like yeah the disciple was in the boat and they were like the storm was coming the storm was going crazy they were freaking out and then Jesus just wakes up and he just calms the calms the sea calms yeah. everything around him and just it that constantly reminds me that no matter what happens no matter Mm. No matter you know what anybody says to me, no matter how people judge me because of the color of my skin, no matter how people mm. look at me because of what they see on TV, or no matter yeah. how I'm, what happens in my life, I know that if I have Jesus in my boat, then it will be okay. The storms outside will go crazy; they can go all crazy all they want. But as long as Jesus is in my boat, that I'm not going to sink, I'm not going to drown, I'm not going to fall over. That things will be perfectly okay. And that's something mm. that's just like, I've been even telling my students that just because it's just with all the chaos and the worry in the world, it's not, it's, it's no, it's good to know that you have Jesus to calm the inside storm inside you and things like that. Um, yeah. hope that makes sense. But yeah. No, that's perfect, man. I love that. Well, we are so grateful that you would tune in with us in this conversation. Datrian, I'm so glad I could finally have you on the podcast and so grateful to have your voice in here. So grateful that... Uh, we could just take time to celebrate you and really just to celebrate um, 
just the beauty that God has has given us uh, with diversity and the beauty that he's given us with different ethnicities and different cultures that we get to experience each other. Um, And so again, man, thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter at SLJ Ministries and let us know how we can pray for you. And again, we just want to thank Chill Hop Music for letting us use their collection of amazing lo-fi hip-hop music. You can find them on Spotify or on many different platforms, but all the music we're using in the series is coming from the Chill Hop Essentials 2020 summer album you can find that on spotify that's personally where i listen to it and it's just really good stuff so thank you again chill hop for letting us use your music 